0: You'll hear from writers, actors, singers, dancers, musicians, painters, multi-passionate creatives, and anyone else who considers themselves a creative soul. Hi everyone, welcome back to the Creative Soul Podcast. Honored to have you here today listening and so excited to introduce my guest to you this week, Ashley Sondergaard. Ashley is a self-care coach, a yoga teacher, an astrology enthusiast, and host of the Yoga Magic Podcast. For nine years, she has studied yoga, meditation, astrology, and mindfulness practices that prioritize self-care and self-discovery. After having her two girls, Ashley discovered the hard way that taking care of yourself first is the only way to take care of others. Today, she supports her students and clients in up-leveling their everyday routines into magical self-care rituals. I loved getting to talk with Ashley. We met very recently. We were connected through a mutual friend and I instantly just fell in love with her and just felt so comfortable in her presence. Talking to her felt like talking to an old friend. And so I think you'll hear in this episode, it's just kind of like a fun girl chat where we talk about all the things we love, which include astrology and self-care. And she actually dives into my chart and gives me some ideas for self-care practices based off my sun sign and my moon sign and my Mars. And so even if you don't share the same planets as me, I think it'll give you a lot of really good ideas about some self-care ideas and things that maybe you haven't thought of before. And so we just talk about how to really tap into that sense of self-care based off your chart and make it your own and give yourself permission to be exactly who you are. We also talk about motherhood and the lessons that each of her kids have brought her, which I find so sweet. She's definitely an expander for me. We talk a little bit about expanders and what they are in this episode, but definitely an expander for me is, you know, looking to make that transition in the next not soon, definitely not soon, hopefully not soon, but, you know, maybe in the next five years of my life. Uh, So I think you'll find that really valuable as well. And then we also talk a little bit about podcasting because she has her own podcast as well, Yoga Magic. If you know me, you know those two words are like my favorite thing in the world, yoga and magic. And she really embodies all of those qualities. And I will actually be a guest on her podcast, Yoga Magic. Um, probably in the next couple months or so maybe the next month so definitely check out her podcast after you listen and you'll get to hear our conversation on her podcast which is really fun so without further ado let's dive into this conversation with Ashley hello Ashley thank you so much for coming on the creative soul podcast Oh my gosh. Hello, Lay. I'm so excited to be here. I know. I'm so excited to talk to you today. So the first question I ask everyone when they come on is what is currently fueling your creative soul? Yes. Right now it's,
1: I would say expansion is, is really fueling me at the moment. So It's just been, there's been a lot going on in life and in the world and all the things. And I just feel like the opportunity to be creative and to actually like reach for the things that I want, I need to take up space and be expansive and learn new things and just like go after it. So. That's my one-word answer, expansion.
0: Expansion. <laughs> That's also so appropriate for the Sagittarius total lunar eclipse that we just had. Oh my
1: God, you're right. Totally. Yes. I love, I love that.
0: that. <laughs> and so for you, what is like what does that look like in terms of practices or rituals? Like, what does what does actually expanding look and feel like to you? Yeah. So I'm
1: always working on this, like this piece of getting a little out of my comfort zone. So well I'm going to talk in astrology because that's how I like, that's how my mind works. I hope that's okay. <laughs> for course, yours, so, for so. so I'm a cancer son. Cancer is very much like the nurturer, the feeler. My moon is an in- Capricorn which is the total opposite so tidbit if you're born on a full moon you most likely have opposing sun and moons so I was born on a full moon and so my mind or just my not my mind but my entire being often exists in either head or heart Mm. and head being the Capricorn heart being the cancer whether you know cancer is very into an intuition driven, very creative, and, and Capricorn is very like get the things done, do the goals. So I kind of live in these like both worlds all the time. And for me, expansion and just tapping into that creativity is listening to them both and and kind of deciding in the moment what I need to follow, right? Do I need to follow what I know are the right steps in creating something? Like I know I've read in all the books. I know that's how it is, you know, using the head, or do I just throw that out the window and maybe listen to my heart about, you know, I'm just going to do whatever I want right now and be in, in my feels and in my heart. So expansion is finding this balance between the two and, and really just, kind of being okay with not knowing not being in control all the time
0: (laughs) yeah such a beautiful practice especially I feel like maybe that's what's going on the collective right now just like this feeling of like being in the unknown I don't know what it is but I love how you describe that of just like vacillating between head and heart and like trying to discern which one in the moment you can follow first and I'm a Sagittarius sun and cancer moon so are you? you were you like feeling that eclipse the other day Oh my god! Yes, I was definitely <laughs> feeling it, but I fe- I was feeling it actually. It wasn't as uh, tumultuous as I think some people's experience were, because I think like the past. I've been feeling it for like the past two months. The past two months, I felt yeah. just like a big upheaval and a lot of change and a lot of like unknown. But now I just feel in a really good place of the unknown, where I'm more excited for the possibilities than terrified. And like a month ago I was terrified. So I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I kind of like came on the other side of it
1: yes i would love that you it's funny too i think that like often we build up to those things and then sometimes like we think they're going to be these huge things and then we're like oh i already did the work oh okay this is great i feel fine
0: (laughs) totally yes yeah so i'd love if you could give our listeners a little bit like about your background and how you got into astrology and yoga and like what led you down to the path you are on today
1: Yeah, yeah. So I started my we'll call it well-being journey with yoga almost 15 years ago now. And I walked into a yoga studio. I did my first yoga class and it was an all Britney Spears yoga sculpt class. Like it was sort of like a fitness class. And I'm like, is this I'm I in heaven? Like this is the best thing I've ever done in my life. And I just remember laying in Shravasa and being like, oh my gosh. This is, this is the feeling. This is what I want to feel like all the time. And so I started practicing really regularly. And my practice evolved into more than just basically a fitness class, which is what that was, and, and really grew into this beautiful yoga practice and, and started to learn more about yoga philosophy, began teaching yoga. And what I learned through that whole process and really through being on the yoga mat is that I can make the best choices for myself, right? Like I don't need to follow what the conditioning of the world is. I think at that time when I first started practicing yoga, I was going to go to law school. I was going to do all these things. I didn't want to have kids. I was like, nah, I'm going to be like this boss business woman. That's all I want to do. And then when I started practicing I was like, actually, like, I don't know why I'm telling myself that that's what I want to do because I don't. I don't want to do those things at all. I really want to connect with people. I really want to have a family. I want to have a, a job that allows me space to grow and just be, you know, who I am, kind of be my weird self. And yoga really showed me that path. And when I did ultimately have children and start my family, I learned a lot about who I was through through practices like meditation, through really refining my self-care because turns out kids sort of impede on that. They make, they make things a little bit more challenging (laughs) as I'm sitting here, like hoping my three-year-old doesn't come in the room, but you know, we just, we make it work. And I learned about how to really feel good, to feel full in my life so that I can take care of other people. And that eventually translated into coaching, coaching people on self-care and how to use the tools that they have, the time that they have, however limited that is to just to really fill up their cup so that it's pouring over. And I love to use astrology as this super fast way of getting to know people without actually getting to know them. So like if we were to do a session, Lee, I'd look at your chart, look at specific markers and I'd be like, okay, girl, like Sagittarius, you are all about that adventure living in the truth, unafraid of the truth and just can't be held down. Where's your, where's your moon, Leah? Cancer. You said cancer. Okay. So cancer is ruled by the moon. You've got some superpower in there and you're emotionally very nurtured likely by, by nurturing others and spending time with family and at home. And then I also like to look at Mars. If you know, your Mars, Mars is really great for at, for looking at your motivation And like what gets you to actually do the self-care. So yeah, it's just evolved into this really fun practice. And then I started a show, Yoga Magic, where we talk about all these different self-care practices that you can try on and see what works for you. For me, it was yoga. It was that first time. And I'm like, this is unbelievable. And I just love to expose others to different practices that might feel good for them. So it's been a wild ride and been teaching for 10 years. So, so grateful. And now I get to do this all the time. It's so fun.
0: Oh my gosh. I First of all, I love this story and just like the permission to ground and be into who you are, instead of like this idea of what society taught you might be what success looks like, but really like coming back to the truth of who you are. And I love also like, the, the piece about astrology and how it's a way to kind of get deep with people without knowing a lot about them. I actually, it's funny that you said that. Cause it made me think one of my sisters is she does like crystals. She has like a crystal business. She's written two books on crystals. And she was telling me that she had like had this light bulb moment recently where she was like talking about crystals, like as, as you know, some people might think It's like this woo-woo spiritual practice and I hate using the term woo-woo, but just putting it there for all all that stuff. But she was saying like, it's a way for people to reveal really intimate parts about themselves without knowing someone. So she's like, someone can walk in and be like, I am going through heartbreak and I want to find a crystal that will help with that. And I was just like, whoa, that's so true. It's a way to like really get into like the innermost reflective deep parts of people without actually knowing people on the surface so it's like I don't know I wonder if you found that in your work of like yeah getting to know people on this like deeper level again without like you know meeting them in for the first time or whatever that is yes
1: I I completely agree is I love the idea of crystals being like this like shows you a little glimmer of who you are when you're meeting somebody. And what's so interesting about astrology is that I, I really love a natal chart astrology, right? It's, it's static. You're looking at something. You're looking at a snapshot of the sky the minute you were born. And it's funny because it's not new information. When I tell somebody, hey, wow, look at your Mercury is here. This is how you communicate with people. Or your Venus is here. This is how you love others and connect with others. They're always like, oh, I kind of knew that, yeah. But it feels really validating. It feels like very the ability to be seen. And at least for me, when I first started using astrology and to understand myself, I'm, you know, really into this self-study part of, of self-development. It's like, who am I? I just felt so validated. Like, oh, th- I'm a cancer son. This is why I cry all the time. It's okay. It feels really good. And like, that's my that's the, you know, the way that I process things. So it's this like quick way to give people permission to be themselves.
0: I love that. Yeah, that's so true. And I know that you do a lot of things with cosmic self-care and I think you've kind of talked about this a little bit, but will you kind of go deeper and explain what cosmic self-care is and what it looks like and how people can apply it to their daily lives?
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, like I said, I love to use the natal chart as a way of getting to know people with really quickly. And I look at three specific placements for self-care ideas. The idea really comes from the fact that like, there are a million self-care practices. I mean, like what, you know, what a marketable version of self-care is, is like a bubble bath and then and getting your nails done or whatever. And I'm just, that's not for like, for me, I don't, I don't want to do those things. Like I want to meditate. I want to like light some candles or whatever. So there's just so many different options for self-care and there's a lot of shoulding. There's a lot of, you, Hey, you know what? You really should be doing breath work, but that may not be what's right for you. Right? So cosmic self-care and using the natal chart allows me to really narrow down ideas for my clients so that we can, we can pick out those like, Hey, you know what? Your sun is here. Your moon is here your Mars, that motivation piece is here. Let's try like these 10 practices, see how they feel over the course of the next few weeks, give them five days, you know, one at a time and then let them go if they don't work. But it just, it kind of narrows that that scope down a little bit and it, it just kind of helps with decision fatigue. And like often, I don't know if you feel this like in the morning, I just like, I don't know what I want to wear. That's so overwhelming. I just, can I just like wear sweatpants for the 73rd time? and that feels so good to just have it kind of narrowed down for me. And what i notice with clients also is that it it brings them like i said validation, it brings them more interest in who they are and what actually feels good for them. It helps them develop their relationship with their intuition and you know what their
0: mind, body and spirit is able to tell them through these processes. Mm, Yeah, that's super beautiful. Again, like validation and finding what feels good and following what feels good, because Mm -hmm. I always like to say, like, follow the path of your highest excitement, because that's what will lead you where you want to go. And so can you give some examples of like some, like, so let's say Sagittarius Sun, cancer moon. I feel like my Mercury's or my Mars is in Capricorn, but I might be wrong. Oh yeah. That's good. But what would like, what would be some examples of some self-care practices to do for that combination? Yes.
1: It's like lovely, lovely combination. So (laughs) let's pull out your, often when I look at the sun, I'm thinking physical practices, right? Like things that have to do, the sun is where you shine the brightest. It's your essence, but it's often, you know, it's sort of that like, very in your face version of yourself. Whereas the moon is a lot more subtle. It's the subconscious, it's your emotions, it's your dreams. So when I look at the sun, I'm like, okay, what, you know, what physically can you do to nurture your body for Sagittarius? You really love that adventure piece, right? There's always the, it's just like, you can't be held back. So in a, in a, in a perfect world, you'd be traveling all the time. That would be like your best life, but that's not always possible, right? Like we can't always do that. So creating adventure, creating like a little bit of travel within what you have, whether that be within your, your town, your city, or even just like your backyard. I, you know, during quarantine, I worked with a number of clients and I'm like, create a scavenger hunt for your family and just like, you know, make some adventure at home There's also a deeply spiritual side to a Sagittarius, I mean, as you (laughs) obviously understand. So, you know, really tapping into what the truth is for you, constantly seeking that out. That's an adventure in itself, whether it be through reading and taking courses and, you know, on specific topics like spirituality and discovering, you know, what your truth is is total Sagittarius sun. Your moon in cancer, like I said, kind of a superpower because the cancer is ruled by the moon and cancer is very in touch with their emotions, right? They're very, they understand that like, that's really important, but they also kind of can get stuck in the emotions and even stuck in the past. Cancer loves loves the past and I'm speaking this as a cancer son like (laughs) I only dream about high school it's so bizarre I have no connections to high school but I dream about it intensely so like that would make sense so I always tell cancer anyone with cancer in their chart is to fully empty those emotions as often as you can like if you can do a full cry and it feels really good or maybe it's not crying for maybe it's laughing or maybe it's going for a walk and just processing empty as often as possible and then Protect your energy because as a cancer moon, especially, you are wildly empathic. You feel people's energies. A couple great ways to just protect yourself energetically include using some crystals. And you're talking, I'm sure your sister has like all the recommendations. I love tigers. I always wear it on my body. Visualizing a bubble around your body in the morning, such a simple practice, but so helpful. And then washing away at the end of the night. So taking a bath, if you have time and throwing in some Himalayan salt, cleansing, getting rid of other people's energies and other people's emotions, because you have your own big emotions. You need to process those before anyone else's. And then if your Mars is in Capricorn, this is lovely because Capricorn is the motivated all the time. They're ready to get things done. A great way to apply this to your self-care would be to potentially build like a self-care checklist. I know that sounds sort of counterintuitive to what we were talking about listening to your body, but Capricorns really, or Capricorn Mars especially, really do love to knock those things off the list, to schedule it in so that it's like, it's a non-negotiable, okay? We've got, you've got to do these three things, meditate for 10 minutes, go for a walk, eat a really nourishing meal, boom, you're doing it. And, um, you feel that sense of accomplishment and then you want to do, do more. So that'd be my take on, on your lovely chart. Yeah. You, hope that
0: helps. <laughs> You literally just described me to a T and yes. again, like, I mean, you use the word validation. That's how I feel right now. I'm just like, Oh, you see me, you know, me, I am the way that I am because the way that I am and like those things just validate. And again, I think it's so important, like, because I think we can get really caught up on like the idea of self-care. And when we see things on Instagram and see things, what other people are doing, we're like, well, I have to do that too. When in reality, it's like, you have to know yourself so that you can, do the things that work for you, and not everything is going to work for you, and not everything is going to work for you. Like the same thing that worked for me yesterday isn't going to work for me today necessarily. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So
1: I love that you brought that variety up because it is, it like, we're- People that can do morning routines consistently exactly the same every day, I always admired them. And there are people that can do that, but more often than not, it's like, okay, well, I have this time or like this child was looking at me at 7am, you know, next to my bed. So like, I don't have time to meditate. What am I going to do instead?
0: That fluidity is really important. Mm, Yeah. Thank you for giving me that. I'm like, I'm going to try all those things. And some of them I already incorporate, but just kind of like that permission to fully to fully give myself permission to be able to do that. And I want to transition a little bit into talking about motherhood, because I think it's so beautiful that you mentioned that you used to not want to be a mother and you wanted to like have, you know, this career. And I think as women, you know, choosing between career and family and, softening into like redefining what career can look like and having family and so just curious for you like what has this adventure been like and yeah just kind of looking for some words of wisdom and advice as I'm like thinking in the next five years or however long yeah step into that 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 next chapter
1: yeah oh I love this question I haven't actually had this question before on the show so I'm excited I love talking about motherhood I think because there was a time that I was really afraid of it. I mean, I'm a cancer son. Of course I wanted to be a mother, but I was. it felt so uncontrollable to me. And it is, I mean, it literally, it's like one of the most uncontrollable things that you can do. And so I was afraid and I didn't, I think like the reality was that I didn't want to do it because I felt like I was going to fail. Mm. Ultimately I, you know, in yoga, you're failing all the time. Like you're falling on your face. You're You're trying to get into poses, you know, and then you just sort of get okay with failure. And so that really helped me just be okay with not being perfect, right? There's no perfect version of motherhood. When I decided to have kids, we've been super blessed in that we didn't struggle really with our first two and had this like beautiful opportunity to create life. We have two little girls and we were just talking before we started recording. I just had done an episode about the gifts that my my kids have brought me. And so my first, Lily, is like, she's an Aries. She's so in her, like in her vibe. She flipping loves herself so much. And I, I love that. I love being around her because she's just like a boss. I was her little graduation last night. She's just like, I don't know. She's like introducing her to all the other parents. I'm just like, you're so funny. She's five. She showed me that I can be a mother. She showed me that ability. She showed me that I was gonna be a really good mother. She showed me that it's okay to be a mother and a friend to, you know, to your kids. Obviously that relationship kind of goes back and forth. And then my second, Rory, I have a funny story about her. Her name is Aurora, which means the dawn or the awakening. She was my spiritual awakening, 100%. And when I was pregnant with her, I was really called to meditate in the morning. I mean, like, I had, i been meditating, i have been dabbling, but I wasn't like committed to a practice. So I would get up and I would meditate and I would write out, I would visualize her birth from start to finish. What was, you know, like what I was going to wear and the food I was going to eat that morning. And like how long my labor would be, it was going to be four hours. It wasn't going to be painful. I wasn't going to have drugs or any like trauma or anything this time. Cause Lily's was a little bit traumatic, her birth mm. and Leah, I did it. I manifested her birth from start to finish. It was exactly as I would write it out every morning. And I remember this, like holding her after I had a four hour labor, no drugs perfectly. I mean, just like a dream, just a dream. Oh, and I'm holding her and I like, I like, kind of looked around, everyone was sleeping around me. And I'm like, I did it. I'm, I'm the magical goddess. Like I did it. <laughs> oh my gosh. And it, since then, man, like, let's talk about some magic. This is, it's just been this like amazing ride of tapping into, like, like you talk, you say, don't love the word woo woo. I love it. Cause I think it's just exactly that, right. It's just out there and weird and magical. And that's, that's really been my life since she came here. So she taught me that I'm wildly magical, that we all are. And then this past year we were, we're hoping to have a third we got pregnant with twins they were going to be Scorpios. It was very exciting, which is transformation, but we sadly, we sadly lost them. And and their role, their teaching was that of transformation. They were there to teach me and bring me these beautiful gifts of, of creativity and of connection with God. And now I just, I feel so, so grateful. I mean, I'm still definitely processing and mourning that loss of my twins, but they still brought me so much. And yeah, life is so good. Motherhood, man, did not anticipate I'd love it this much, but like, here we are. So it's everything. <laughs>
0: oh, thank you for sharing that. And that's so just like beautiful and affirming to hear just about stepping into your like magical powers as a woman. And I know you mentioned your miscarriage, which you have a beautiful solo episode on your podcast, Yoga Magic. So if you want to hear more about that story, definitely listen to that episode. I listened to it and like, was brought to tears several times and just your willingness to show up as yourself and be honest and transparent about the process. And I feel like it will be helpful to so many people if they've experienced it or, you know, if they experience it or want to just kind of understand and have a little bit more compassion and empathy for people who go through that experience. So just thank you for sharing that. Mm -hmm. And oh, you said something about transformation and and the gifts that they brought you. And I wonder like in those, because, it's, it's so cool to, to see an example of, of motherhood as this, like, beautiful, expansive experience. Again, that works. totally mm-hmm. Rather, because I think in my mind, and, and one of the fears that I'm working through is, like, I've believed that if I have children, like, my life is over. And everything yeah. I want is, is put to the back burner. And, like, I won't be able to follow my dreams if I have children. And so I'm wondering for you, like, when those hard moments come up or you know, as you go through like the the ups and downs of motherhood, which kind of mirror the life process, which also mirror the creative process. Like, you know, there's those ups and those downs of any, of any process in life, but how, like, how do you fit in that self-care within motherhood? And like, you know, whether it's one minute, an hour, you know, whatever you can squeeze out of that time, but like how has being on that journey coupled with motherhood allowed you to still maintain that sense of self and that sense of like, intuition and connection to yourself. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, you're good at this. I feel like it's just (laughs) like your questions are, they flow lovely. This is nice. You know, I was scared too. I was like, I'm, I kept saying, I, I always like, okay, we better get all of our traveling in before we have kids because we're never going to do it again. And like, that was very narrow-minded. I didn't understand that like, oh no, you, I mean, it's harder. Yeah. It's harder. You have have to carry like 73 million things on the flipping (laughs) airplane, but like you can do it. And I needed to see it, to believe it. So if you do any to to be magnetic work, which is manifestation work, she, Lacey Phillips, the founder uses this terminology expanders, which are people that show you what's possible for you. So There was this woman who I just admired greatly. I used to work in fine arts. I used to work in fundraising for an orchestra and in really cool, like sort of fringy classical music. And she was a curator. She was a curator of this, this wild music she worked in, you know, at the Kennedy Center and she worked all these cool places. And I had no idea she had children. She just was like so stylish and cool. And she traveled and all these things. And she's like, oh my, like, wait, you have two kids She's like, yeah, I do. I do. And I'm like, tell me, like, how does that, how does that feel? How do you do these things? She's like, I wish I would have had them earlier. I wish I had more. Like, this is their everything. They have expanded me, my magnetic abilities, my heart in order to do all the things that I want. And I just needed to see her to do, to see, like seeing is believing. And after that, I was like, okay, let's get pregnant ASAP. We're going to bring those kids on those trips. In reality it is hard. It is it is very challenging and I don't want to sugarcoat anything. I think that like the real lesson for me is that you can't have the euphoric highs in life if you don't have the lows. And there are a lot of lows with kids, right? There's just it's a lot. Like right now I'm like I'm waiting to see if my my three-year-old has a broken leg. Like, not my favorite day, but you know what? It's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. And Lowe's, that's part of life. It teaches us patience. As far as self-care goes, there's nothing more motivating than wanting to show your children what it looks like to be your whole self, right? To teach them to take care of themselves. When I'm hustling and not taking time out for my own well-being. when I'm not eating at all <laughs> or, or like not going to the bathroom when I need to go to the bathroom, because God knows we all do that, right? Where you like wait to pee for like three hours and you're like, why did I do that? Go to the flipping bathroom. I deserve that. When they see me doing these things and putting everyone else above them, then they mimic that. And I don't want that for them. So this has been the ultimate, you know, motivation to teach and show them that it's critical for them to take care of themselves so that they can take care of others.
0: Mm, wow. that's I like when you were talking, I kind of had like chills and felt emotional almost. And so I was like, wow, you're, you're that for me. You're that expander for me. So oh, I'm glad. Just, like, Thank you. Going up <laughs> as you are and just so beautiful. And I want to get into um, your podcast, Yoga Magic, and how you started it. What has the journey been like with podcasting? I'd love to hear a little bit more about that.
1: Oh my gosh! I'm I'm guessing you enjoy it because you've been you've been rocking it, but it is so fun. I like didn't anticipate that I would ever do something like this. I sort of I always wanted to, and I always put it in the back of my mind. So I grew up in a, in a really small town, and I think I always felt like I wasn't very well spoken. Like this was just a shadow of my own, and that. Was just like a major block for me, like oh, you know, I'm not articulate enough, or I, you know, I can't really do something like that. And I just one day was like, like f it, I'm, I'm totally going to do this. I'm going to start this. And it's changed a bit over time, but as I've really gotten into podcasting and, and sharing all of these self-care practices with others, I just can't imagine a life without it. I've been, I mean, like to get to talk to people like you on a random Friday, I've gotten to talk to some of the most amazing humans. I mean, some of my expanders, Natalia Benson, Lindsay and Krista from Almost 30, Kelsey Patel, Amy Kavanaugh, all these people that I'm just like, Fangirl, and they are like, yeah, of course we'll talk to you. It's so like that opportunity has just been amazing, and I mean, the gravy is that it's it's totally translating to others, and others are getting the experience to hear what self care looks like for others. And so, yeah, we've been it's been on the air for a year and a half. I I rebranded it to Yoga Magic about a year ago, and it's just it's really launching off and I like I don't know I just can't imagine this life without it
0: oh I love that so much and I it's funny that you say that because earlier today I was someone was asking me questions about podcasting and I was like honestly it's just a change it's like an excuse to talk to people who inspire you I found that like I wanted to have conversations with people and but it was I felt awkward to be like hey do you want to have a coffee chat like I just want to pick your brain but a podcast is such an easy way to be like, hi, I want to interview you. Can I have a conversation with you? And like nine times out of 10, or really like, I mean, my experience, most of the time people are so overjoyed and like happy to connect in that way. And again, we wouldn't have met without that joy. So this is for anyone listening. If you're on the fence of, of starting a podcast, it's the best. It's, it really is. Totally. totally. And wanted to ask, I know we talked a little bit, like we talk a lot about on this podcast about connection to spirituality and how that kind of informs your practice. So whether that's creativity or whether that's yoga or whether that's meditation, and I know that those are all spiritual practices, like under that umbrella. But for you, in your words, like what does a spiritual practice mean to you, and what does that connection like feel and look like? Mm, yeah it's changed a lot for
1: me. So I grew up um, Catholic and like many, I think like many of us had some sort of, you know, formalized religion growing up. I was always very into it was like, I don't, I just, I would go to church camp and my family is very spiritual. We're Italian. So like, we like to like, and we enjoy the wine. We love God, like hardcore, you know, (laughs) but when I got older, I didn't like the fear that really surrounded formal Catholicism. It just, there was so much shame and fear as a part of it. And I I didn't want that for my kids. And so I made the decision to explore other practices. And and now when I look at spirituality, it's so much bigger. There's this really interesting book called The Universal Christ by Richard Rohr that really kind of brings these ideas of like, of mysticism, right? To Christianity, or you know, it's it's so much bigger than I think we can even think about in this little brain of ours. I'm I guess speaking for myself of mine, that like you know, real faith and a belief in a higher power and spirituality is so huge. And I love that. And to me, that's us. That's us as humans, right? Like we, and as souls, I should say our souls have, have chosen to be on this amazing earth school and learn these lessons, but ultimately like we are God and we have these innate abilities to connect to the divine, to, you know, create joy and, and really build a meaningful life that helps others that is conscious. And so spirituality to me is just it's like out of this world truly. And it's knowing that power that we all have and, and kind of, and not being afraid to talk about it, not being afraid to be weird. And, you know, it's, this is the age of Aquarius, right? We're talking about manifestation and I love to talk about past lives and all these like weird things. And it just feels good. I feel like I've come out of the spiritual closet. So all of the practices feed into this idea that we are, we are God and God
0: is us. Mm, so beautiful. And I love that connection of kind of embracing again, who you are and like giving yourself permission, to just be exactly who you are and using these tools as ways to just connect deeper to the expansiveness. Again, that word keeps coming up of the universe and our, our infinite potential and like our infinite soul's potential. And so that's beautiful. And what are some ways that people can work with you if they're curious about learning more about their chart, about cosmic self-care, what are, what are some of the things that you offer?
1: Yeah. Thanks for asking. I do a lot of really interesting, again, kind of one-on-one work. So if you want to work on your self-care on your routine and really, make it work in a way that is long term that's accessible that's very you i love to do one on one sessions where we look at your chart and we dive into your your life and we set up a plan that really that really lasts so coaching self care coaching is is really where i land the most i also do a ton of like Interesting workshops on things like I just did one last night on self-care for your signs with my 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 very very advanced astrologer friend. I like to teach yoga whenever possible, but I've, I've really moved into the self-care world as much as possible. And then the show, the yoga magic podcast is a great place to connect. I would love to get to know anybody on Instagram. My handles will be, I'm sure will be in the show notes, but it's Ashley ashleysundergard.yoga and then yoga magic podcast. Mm, Beautiful. Yeah.
0: We'll definitely put all of those in the show notes. And then lastly, I love sharing creative resources with people. So things that you're um, curious about things that you're reading right now or listening to what? Are some things that are really inspiring you right now?
1: Mm, yes, because you put you put this in your email response, don't you? I'm obsessed with that idea. What yes, you I love I
0: love <laughs> resources of any kind. I mean, I guess it's that Sagittarius in me of like loving to gather information and collect, yeah, yes, different experiences and stuff like that. And so I just love knowing like what what are you reading? What are you engaging with? What content are you engaging with?
1: Oh my gosh, yes, I'm like like a ferocious reader. So I'm constantly listening to books and. Reading at night, and I love a variety of different things. Okay, so I'll give you a couple of ver- <laughs> I'll give you my real life scenario of what I'm reading. I love this. Currently reading this book called "By the Fucking Lilies." I don't know if you can start "By the Effing Lilies." It's yeah. so good. <laughs> By Tara Schuster, she's um, like an exec at Comedy Central, and she wrote this book about self care. It's very non BS. It's very not spiritual. And I think that feels good right now just to hear it from this other perspective. It's also really funny. Highly recommend that book. I'm trying to get her on the show, but I think everybody and their mom wants her on right now. So (laughs) maybe in the future. Um, What else am I reading? I really love to read like trashy romance novels at night. Yes. I love that. I mean, like to get me out of my flipping mom zone sometimes, like get out of that space and like go into another world. That's when I read fiction. That's usually what I read. It's like sort of embarrassing, but my Venus isn't Leo. So like, let's be honest, that's (laughs) totally me. Some other like non-book related resources. I'm doing an intuition training right now with Nikki Novo, who is a spiritual teacher. Mm. I I love the way she teaches. It's very inclusive. It's very gentle. And it's also very applicable to developing. I mean, theoretically, like developing your psychic abilities as you get further down this path, because as, you, as you're able to listen to your intuition, you're able to really tap into you know, what some people will call like that those psychic gifts, the Claire's. So I'm doing that right now. And I am just... Vibin, It's been so fun. And
0: I I'm like the
1: practices that she gives are so real.
0: Yeah. So those are those are three that I'm loving at the moment. Oh, that's so fun. I, I think I've heard Nikki Novo on a podcast, I think on Soul on Fire with Balance blonde.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. She, yep, they're good friends. Her and Jordan are friends. She's cool. gonna be on my show in a couple of weeks. I wanted to talk with her about like, okay, so a lot of us are like in the early stage of intuition, right? Like we're developing yeah. it, but like what does it look like? Say you've been working on it for a while and now you like you kind of turn it on from like that's that intuition into almost psychic abilities. Like what does it look like at a more advanced stage? And she had so many cool answers to that.
0: Whoa. Oh my gosh. That's so cool. Well, I'm like just so grateful again that we connected and just you're so grounded and just like in your power. And so it's really refreshing. I just feel like very comfortable in your presence and just want to honor you for that. So thank you for coming on. We'll put all of your links in the show notes and definitely check out the yoga magic podcast. And yeah, just so grateful for you coming on today. Oh my
1: gosh. Thank you. Likewise, Leah. This has been,
0: this has been so fun. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed that episode and thank you so much for listening. If you liked this episode, please feel free to share it with a friend and tell them what inspired you or your creative soul.